I'm your host, Akeem, or as they call me on the streets, Akeem the Dream. And today we're going to be talking about 2020, the best year of your life or the worst, but I'm going to say it's the best because I choose to live in a positive mindset, folks. Okay. 2020 was an interesting year to say the least. Most people would say it sucked. Most people would say it's the worst. Low key F2020. I mean, if you want to be a lawyer, if you could be a lawyer in court and argue against, uh, um, argue to the court that 2020 was the worst year of your life, nobody would disagree with you and nobody would say, man, this person is tripping balls because you you can make any case you want to make this year the, the worst year of your life. But, but was it really, was it really this is a there's a there's a show out, out right now called the uh the Queen's Gambit. It's about chess and it got me into playing chess a little bit more because I used to play chess a lot and then I kind of stopped. It's a very strategic game. You're playing 2 and 3 years ahead. And the one thing with chess is you get to that point in the game where all of a sudden you stop making quick moves and you pull your head back and you just look at the board. And you say, "Okay, I can do this." Boom, boom, boom. I could do this. Boom, boom, boom. Move my pawn here. Move my knight to C, blah, blah, blah. C4. Move up. Make these moves. You're just analyzing the board, but you're not jumping to conclusions right away. You're not making moves right away. You're reloading. Okay? This is what was this was a reload year. As soon as the pandemic hit, you should have been pulling your head back and looking at the chessboard. Looking at the chess board of life. If you play any good chess player, if you try to, if you move too fast, okay, you don't think two, three steps ahead, i.e. if you're not strategic, you will get your ass handed to you on a silver platter and they'll shake your hand and say, thanks for coming out. Okay. Don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough game. Okay. So you have to be strategic. And 2020 was a year about strategy, okay? Let me tell you why. January comes, goes. Cool song by The Weeknd comes out called Blinded Lights. I'm blinded by the lights. No, I can't take it. Yeah, actually, he was kind of forecasting the year a little bit. He was going, he said something about... uh, uh, the streets are cold and empty. No one's around to judge me. I can't see clearly when you're gone. Oh, oh, and I say, ooh, I'm blah. But that line there about the streets being cold and empty, I mean, who could have called that? Because he made that song well before the pandemic hit. Hmm. Could there be some conspiracies in the in the mist? Is the weekend part of the Illuminati? I mean, he called the pandemic before it happens because as soon as the pandemic hits, the streets were literally cold and empty. You could drive down any major metropolitan area at five o'clock during normal rush hour and there's not a soul to be found. It is a literal ghost town out there. So he maybe wasn't, maybe he knew something we didn't. Hey, weekend, if you're listening to this, who, you know, what was the inspiration for this album? I need some answers. But the year was not. It was, it was, I wouldn't say it was bad. I would say, I would say it was, uh, it was different. Okay. 
There's there's no bad experience. It's just lessons learned. Lessons learned. So you look at 2020. The year starts off. Weekend puts out a cool, cool song. It's cold as shit. Okay, things are going. Things are going. Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Okay, okay. Oscars. You have award season. Basic shit's happening. Uh, the primaries for the Democrats for their elect, the picking the president to run against Trump. Okay, all this stuff is happening. Good, 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 good. Uh, Kobe dies. Rest in peace. R.I.B. R.I.P. Kobe Bean. Grew up loving Kobe. You know, to be honest, that was the first that was the first uh, canary in the coal mine. That was the first clue that this might be a weird year when Kobe passed away, because that's the kind of guy that shouldn't be that left us way too soon. You know, guys like that are supposed to live forever. But uh, that happened anyways. And then all of a sudden, boom, March hits. COVID happens. The world shits a fucking proverbial brick. And they must have shit a brick with the amount of toilet paper they bought. I mean, who didn't buy 50,000 rolls of toilet paper? Most people bought enough toilet paper to wipe their ass until 2050. I mean, most people are going to have to buy second garages or buy, uh, buy uh, storage units to store, this, the, store the amount of toilet paper they bought for their rears in about two weeks' time. I mean, it, got, it, was, so, it was so bad that it became sad and then it became funny. It became a meme. Uh, take a picture. There's a bunch of pictures of people uh, <laughs> just storming, getting into fights. I saw a few videos of people fighting over toilet paper. I mean, this is 2020. We're supposed to be civilized. What separates us from animals when you see two Karens fighting at a Walmart over toilet paper? I mean, it's so sad. It's funny. So you had that hit. All of a sudden, people are sitting inside. They're thinking about, shit, I have to stay at home with my wife. I have to stay at home with my husband all day. Uh, what the, like, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I signed up to see them in the morning. Bye, honey. Have a good day. Uh, see them at night. Oh, hi, honey. How was your day? Oh, Susan pissed me off. She's such a drag. Oh, how was your day, honey? Oh, Johnson, man. He didn't have those reports in on time. We're not going to be able to make the Vanderbilt report. We need that account. Save our quarter. You know, they signed up for those conversations, not the middle of the day like, hey, what's going on? Did you have lunch? No, I'm just doing the Zoom call. Speaking of Zoom calls, holy shit, who's sick of Zoom calls already? Uh, I saw this meme that said uh, the meme of the year was, uh, or the, <laughs> yeah, the meme of the year was you're on mute. You're on mute. Hey, so-and-so, you're on mute, which is funny because they can't. No, no. Yeah, they can hear you. They, you, you just can't hear them. Oh, man, that's funny. Or uh, business, on the, business on the top, a party on the bottom. Or no, no party at all because some people didn't even wear pants. They just wear the top because you can't see the bottom. That was kind of cool, doing, doing, doing work, doing school, doing uh, uh, all your stuff from home on your computer, on your laptop. Imagine if this pandemic hit. I don't know, 1995 or 1985 before everyone had desktop computers. I mean, will we just like, would the world have officially shut down? The world didn't officially shut down because we have technology, which is the only real change in the last 20 years. Everything else is the culture has moved a little bit. Politics is pretty much the same, maybe a little bit more hostile. Uh, Music, the way we talk to people, people, human nature, Anything that's changed in those categories is all because of technology and has made this pandemic workable. 
Now, the world did still shut down, but to varying degrees based on if we had this technology available or not. So we're all in our house. We're all cooped up, wiping our ass with extra sheets of toilet paper, thinking, what the what the hell? What the hell happened? Okay. And it's a pattern interrupt because most people are used to running and gunning, working out. All of a sudden, you got the quarantine 15. Everyone's gaining a little bit of weight. All right. Especially in the middle of winter, you know, you're, you're, you're stress eating, you're drinking. I think liquor sales soared. I mean, they, for whatever reason, liquor stores were deemed an essential service. So they had to be remain open. And I was, uh, I was a frequent customer. I think my beer budget went up from 20 bucks or 30 bucks a month to well over a hundred. I was sucking back brewskis like freaking uh, a boy fresh off the rigs. A true Alberta boy. But uh, yeah, it was an interesting time. I mean, the uh, you sitting at home playing video games, Tiger King came out, man, Tiger King. Two things that really, really benefited from this whole quarantine on Netflix anyways was... Uh, or on any kind of streaming service was Tiger King and the Michael Jordan documentary. Those were really cool. And the fact that all the sports leagues shut down, it just made a Michael Jordan documentary even more, it had, had even more reach because everyone had nobody else, nobody else had anything else to watch. It was just Michael Jordan or Tiger King. And I don't have a problem with at least one of those two things. Tiger King, I watched the first two episodes. I'm like, okay, I can't do it. <laughs> There's too much craziness going on. But I know some people loved it. Carol Baskins became an international hero and villain at the same time. Uh, <laughs> girls out there who said, oh, I wish I could kill my husband. She became a hero to them. And girls out there said, oh, I love my husband. I'll stick with him no matter what. She became a villain to them. Just a weird, weird time. Michael Jordan became the GOAT all over again. And LeBron couldn't be playing live to defend his own GOAT status. I think LeBron, I think, uh, sorry, I think MJ is better than LeBron, but that's just me. I think that that documentary proved a lot of things on that front. Just his mindset, his competitiveness, he said, hey, listen, if you're not wrong with me, if you don't have my level of competition, I can't go with you, man. I can't, I can't, I can't play with you. You see that, you see the inner workings of what made him, his horsepower, his rocket fuel. Man, I grew up watching MJ and just to kind of see that. And by the way, he's my spirit animal. He's drinking whiskey. He's got a freaking cigar. And that whiskey was, it was a high glass of whiskey, man. Man's just sipping. He's living life. <laughs> Love that. Uh, you know, spring hits. I start, I went on more walks this year than I ever have in my entire life. And not just locally, man, because the world shut down. The economy, the economy, uh, the stock market fell like 10,000 points in the Dow and the S&P. I mean, gas prices went from, you know, here in Alberta, you can typically think it's going to go from 90 cents to, a dollar and all of a sudden it shoots down all the way to 58 cents uh 65 70 cents like crazy 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 lows you could have just if i was a if i had a truck i would have bought i would have called up a buddy who had a farm bought a silo and just filled it up with ten thousand dollars worth of gas you know just make sure there's no sparks or there's no fire near there because you don't want to uh, blow up the guy's acreage but that would have been something i would have done my little car doesn't matter but the cool thing was I was inclined to go on road trips because I had all this free time. Gas was nothing. I had a bunch of beer I had to drink. So I went camping. I went walking. I went hiking. I hiked the, <laughs> I hiked the mountain for the first time in my life, second time. Uh, I'm walking up this mountain and um, uh, people told me about bears, right? 
said, okay, watch out for the bears. And I forgot about that. So I start walking on my hike. I'm like, oh shit, they, they mentioned the bears, but I didn't have bear mace and I didn't have a bear bell, but there were sticks. So I said, if a bear rolls up on me, I'm about to whip it. I'm about to get all Kung Fu on its ass and beat it, beat it to death with a stick. Now this thousand pound grizzly bear is going to look at me like I'm a complete idiot. Uh, Neanderthal who does not know, uh, you know, prey meat predator. <laughs> and uh, so at least I had a stick though. It wouldn't have been a quick death, which probably would have been better. Actually. I don't want a slow death with the bear. No, thanks. Just take me to the promised land. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm walking up this mountain with sticks and s- literally stressing out. And by the way, when you walk a mountain or hike a mountain, every five minutes you think you're, you're going to get to the peak. And then it just keeps going and going and going. And all of a sudden you stop thinking about, cl- you stop thinking about where the peak is and you just take in the nature and the rush of being eaten by a bear while simultaneously enjoying the great outdoors. I loved it get to the top and uh, a bunch of people were actually camping out there and there was a lake at the top. It was really cool. Allstones trail out there in Nordeg in Alberta. I loved it. And uh, get to the top, look at the view, take it in. Okay. That was great. Come down. I was the first one to go. It was like 7am in the morning. I went and on the way down, the guy told me, Oh, uh, the guy who's camping at the top of the mountain goes, uh, you don't have bear barrel bear mace. I said, no, he's like, play your music. But my, my phone was about to die. So he's like, just clap. So I'm walking down the mountain clapping. People were walking up the mountain like, oh, this guy's clapping. He's, uh, they were kind of shy, but we're near, we're near cliff. So they had this really weird look on their face and I get it. You see a black guy in the middle of the woods clapping, coming down a mountain at you. I mean, it'd make you think twice, <laughs> but, uh, I explained to them that I'm warning off bears cause I'm an idiot and didn't bring any bear spray or a bear bell. So they said, oh, okay, kind of put them at ease. And there I go clapping down, get to the very bottom of this like 1.5 kilometer incline and uh, uh, roll my ankle in the parking lot. <laughs> so all these uh, nooks and crannies and, and, and rivets and, and steps, I could have rolled my ankle on coming up or down it. And I rolled my ankle on flat ground in the parking lot. That's the kind of year it's been. <laughs> But hey, at least I got a good workout. And uh, But I went on a lot of hikes like that, man. What a great year it was for hikes. And then my buddy calls me up one day and goes, Hey, Akeem, uh, you want to go for a 10K run tomorrow? And I said, sure. I don't want to be a bitch, right? Be like, oh, I can't run. I, but I never really thought of runners as something doing amazing. Like I'm like, okay, they're running. Great. To me, runners always looked, I was always confused by them because I thought it was the most boring thing you do. I need to be, I need to be being chased or chasing something. Or being comp- or competing with somebody, so sports uh, or any kind of sprint or race or anything like that made sense, or you know, group environment workout. But just running by yourself, especially on a treadmill, please. I mean, I'd rather gain weight. Quarantine fifteen, you know what I'm saying? So, but my buddy calls me up. We go on a 10k run, and you know, I might. I was like, I woke up the next morning. And I said, I didn't know you could get paralyzed from running. I mean, I didn't know that was part of the deal. And where where I couldn't feel any of my legs and where I could feel them, it felt like there was a thousand pins in there. So it was just excruciating pain, taking ice baths. Called my buddy up. I'm like, what the hell was that? And he's like, oh, you, you'll get used to it, man. It's just your your legs are shocked because you've been doing F, you've been doing absolutely nothing for three months. And he was right. But then I went running again 
and I went from five, you know, we started with 10, then we went to five, 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 10, 10, 10, 15, 15, 15. And by the end of the summer, I was doing a 22, uh, you know, half marathon, 22 kilometers or whatever that is. And I got runner's high. I fell in love with it, man. It was great. You run, taking the sights, it's beautiful weather, start to get fit, start to look sexy. You don't even want to wear your shirt. I used to walk around and be like, oh, yeah, check it out, man. Brown sugar, baby, straight to the system, okay? So much brown sugar, you're going to have an insulin response to just looking at me, <laughs> right? So I started playing a lot of golf. But the reason I was talking about this being uh, a chessboard year was, you know, you got you to read the board. And we had so much time that I think a lot of people – including myself, thought, thought to themselves, you know what? I have this time. I'm thinking about my life. I'm thinking about my career. What are the next two, three moves I need to make so that I can get closer to killing the queen? And I'm talking about chess. They're thinking about their life that way. So if you have a career, maybe there's a course I could have took. Maybe there's a book I could have read. Maybe there's a person I could have reached out to or a project or a YouTube video or a podcast like I'm doing now that you could have done. Because it's not about tomorrow. It's not about today. It's about, you know, six months from now, three months from now, a year from now, strategically thinking, putting, putting your pawn two steps ahead because you know, you're going to need them in seven or eight moves later. That's being strategic, man. And, uh, I did that with money. I had some money sitting in the account and there, I wanted to become a developer. I wanted to develop properties in real estate. So, there was a few developers in town and I knew that to entice them, I would have to increase my skills, not just from getting a degree, but what else do I know? And because I didn't have experience, I had to leverage education. So guess what? I had to fork up some cash, took an online course, commercial real estate, boom, 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 get this lined up. And then boom, by the time they're ready to do the development, guess who's got the development? Guess who knew who? I went from not being able to speak the language to being able to speak the language. And it's a world of difference. And it also shows commitment and skin in the game. You got skin in the game, you're going to actually give a shit. What is your level of give a shit? In 2020, it allowed you to give a shit a lot more about what you want to do with your life. And that pattern interrupt, because a lot of people, they think this way towards the end of the year, going into a new year. They set their New Year's resolutions. And this is where they do this kind of thinking. But we did the New Year's resolutions in March, April, May, when everyone was sitting at home. And if you were smart about it, you would have thought, okay, what are my life, not New Year's, my life resolutions? That's the right way to think. And uh, that kind of lined me up because I ended up getting a job at the end of the year doing project development for a real estate developer. And I bet you I wouldn't have got that if I didn't do the course in the summer. So I was setting up my chess pieces to checkmate. And uh, I hope you did too. And that's why I think this year was unique because in a normal year, I wouldn't have had the time to do that. I would have been too busy like everybody else running from thing, project to project, thing to thing, task to task, not being able to pull my head out, look 30,000 feet above the chessboard and make some moves, baby. That's what this, this was. A, this was a, this was a move making year. Okay. I'm, I was a man with a plan this year. Not that I'm special. I just, Maybe I had an epiphany one night after a bunch of whiskey because I up my, I up my alcohol intake <laughs> in the springtime. Uh, but yeah, I hope that you guys were able to take it in. 
and uh, take the year for what it was. I know there was a lot of political unrest, a lot of social unrest, a lot of causes, a lot of uh, movements, and that stuff is all good. But I want you to I want you to be selfish about you. Take care of yourself because when your cup over runneth over, everyone else gets a, everyone else gets a drip, baby. So, yeah, 2020, what a year. 2021, what will that be like? Who the hell knows? All I know is I'm going to be ready. And I can't wait for another opportunity to have another pattern reset where I can just look at the chessboard again. And uh, with that being said, thanks for tuning in to 67 Rye.